everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Kadron, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Hey, Michael. How are you today? Feeling good. Uh, I feel basketball in the air. It is. It is almost training camp. The preseason will be upon us incredibly, incredibly soon, and we still have a ton. Well, not a ton, but we still have quite a few teams left to review. And uh, today, Tyler, in our thirty teams in over thirty days, we are going to be reviewing or previewing, not reviewing, previewing the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I was gonna say I missed a lot of I missed a lot of season if we're if we're reviewing man I'm I feel bad about that I don't know what happened to my life. So nobody knows what happened to their life, Tyler. That's that's the whole point I think apparently. Um, But the uh, even even having your spiritual talks, Michael. That's the whole point. You you got it all figured out now. Oh man, we all uh, we we all need therapy. Everybody out there, if you need uh, everybody needs therapy. Don't don't think that's uh, something for. People in bad situations, everybody's to, got their problems, I had a, man. Co- a college professor when I was a young man who's, who told me, uh, don't don't ever feel bad about seeing a therapist. Everyone goes to a therapist at least once in their life. And I was like, oh, come on. No one needs therapy. And now I'm an old man. And I'm like, I kind of get what you were saying. When you're when you're younger, you're really full of shit. And um, that's a, that is a direct slight to all of our young listeners out there. You're all full of shit. And on that note, I would like to ask you to go to patreon.com slash washing the boxes and help support the show. <laughs> not be full Chris, of shit. Mike is going to teach you how not to be full of shit, I think. I think that's the that's that, more of the story. Was that a great segue? That was like the worst segue of all time. <laughs> uh, but I want to give a, a really a personal shout out to one of our newest Patreons who's not full of shit at all, even if he is a young man. Uh, Brett Drobot, shout out to you. You are awesome. You are helping support the show and if you want to get in those listener leagues patreon.com slash watching the boxes head there today just like another guy who's not full of shit mark melkin who will be in one of our listener leagues this season because he also uh pledged on patreon.com slash watching the boxes those uh spots in those listener leagues they're starting to go i really i like to see that because i uh pretty sure so far, um, I forgot what happened last year because I lost, but uh, two years ago, I definitely beat most uh, the listeners, and I beat you, Tyler. And that's all I will ever remember is the time I beat you guys in the listener league. Oh, man. Um, the listener leagues are, are one of my favorite things, too, because I feel like there's a good amount of trash talk, and um, I'm a big fan of that. So if, you, if you're playing we'll... me in the listener league, feel free to talk as much trash as you want. I will respond with my trash talk post-haste and i think it'd be fun to uh you know go over the uh the actual draft for the listener league and uh, also uh you know take questions directly from our uh the the people in our listener leagues uh to bring them up on the show mike we might have to do the live the live listener league draft that that could be some fun that sounds super super dangerous we're gonna have to uh figure out a way you know maybe even to get on youtube all the kids are on YouTube these days. Uh, I'm trying to set up a little something, maybe do something on Twitter. Who knows? Um, 
we'll see how far we get. But first, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes and subscribe so you can get into those listener leagues. Let's move on to the Brooklyn Nets. A very weird offseason for them. Damari Carroll, gone. Alan Crabb, gone. Jared Dudley, also gone. Rondé Hollis Jefferson, he's gone. D'Angelo Russell, he's gone as well, all the way over to Golden State. And instead, they have the late, great Kevin Durant. He's not dead. Uh, they also signed someone named Kyrie Irving, Wilson Chandler, DeAndre Jordan, Tarion Prince, and my favorite signing for the Brooklyn Nets, David Nwaba. Shout out to the former Bull, David Nwaba, who is really, really underrated uh, for a spark off the bench. Tyler, we always start with this question. What is the most interesting thread going into this fantasy season for Brooklyn Nets? Um, so let's just get the housekeeping out of the way first, uh, maybe, and say Kevin Durant tore his Achilles in the finals. He's not going to play. Um, if he does play... It will be at the very end of the season. Like if Brooklyn is going to make the playoffs, I could see him maybe coming back for the last not gonna play. five or five or ten games, playing like 15, 20 minutes and trying to give it a go in the playoffs a little bit. He's not going to play. So so he's not going to – for fantasy purposes, do not draft him. Unless it's a keeper league or a league where, you know, it's a dynasty league where you can keep everybody, then okay, fine. You can think about Kevin Durant. We're not talking about that stuff today. Um It'll also be super interesting to see what Kevin Durant is after a torn Achilles. Like this Achilles injury has affected a lot of guys and it usually super affects your jump shot, especially in the first year after the surgery. So um, that'll be something to watch going forward. Um, yeah, obviously Kevin the Durant, most, he's not playing. Get over it. And obviously the, the most interesting thing is they added Kyrie Irving, who has one of the great basketball reference nicknames. Okay. So he's got two. I'm sure you can get one, Mike. I mean, they made a movie about it. Uh, what is it? Uncle Drew? Yeah. So do you want to take a stab at his second nickname, which I think is so much better. He should go by this. Uh, Grease Lightning. Oh, it's the ankle taker. Like the undertaker, but he takes Ooh. your ankles because he crosses you over. I love that. I love that's, that nickname. That's I'm dirty. A big that's fan. a good nickname. That's like the first good nickname we've oh. come across that no one's ever heard of on basketball reference. Well, no, come on. I told you a good one earlier, um, but he was not on a podcast we were doing, so I was disappointed. But Give it um, give it up I, to the listeners. Give it up. Okay, so, it. so it's Mark Gasol, and his nickname on Basketball Reference, one of four nicknames I might add, is The Big Burrito, which I just felt like is such a good nickname. Like I'd want people to call me The Big Burrito. That's excellent. That is absolutely excellent. And um, I want a Big Burrito right now. I'm actually kind of hungry. Um, so let's let's get into it with this Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving. Um, I'm actually thinking Kyrie Irving is is completely and utterly predictable this season. Like Kyrie Irving is going to carry the team. He's gonna get as much usage as humanly possible, more so than he did last season in in Boston, which is positive because last season in Boston, per game, he was ranked ninth overall. Um, this guy's in his prime. He's got the ball in his hands. This is a perfect guy that I want at the beginning of the second round, maybe into the first round. 
Yeah, that's the interesting part for me is this is another guy who's great per game, you know, great percentages for a guard, you know, had almost seven assists last year, five rebounds, 23 points, one and a half steals, half a block, you know, really, really good. But here are the games the last four years, 53, 72, 60, and 67. So is he in that kind of Paul, George, Kawhi Leonard territory where we can really only expect 60 games? He he got punched in the face today, right? Is that what I saw? Like he got elbowed in the face and got banged up in like their pre, pre, pre-training camp yeah. workout. Like I ain't um, worried about that. I, that doesn't bother me. That don't bother me at all. And here, here's actually kind of my issue with this. Yes, there is a, a an issue with Kyrie Irving's games played, right? Well, you know, 67 games is not really terribly off from the new normal, which will be in the mid 70s uh, or the or the low 70s when all these guys are going to get be getting a lot more rest, not playing back to backs, etc. Um, Kyrie Irving still per game, he's going to carry this team. He's going to be the man. He's going to give you what you need. And I think a lot of people try to, especially at this stage, this you know, the first round, second round. They're trying to overthink it. They're like, well, Kyrie Irving's playoff schedule isn't that great. Well, number one, you're not in the playoffs. Um, number two, Kyrie Irving's value is going to be a lot higher than a lot of players uh, during the season when he is healthy. And Kyrie Irving, let's say he only plays 68 like games this season. Okay, cool. He's probably not going to be on my team the entire season. So a lot of people uh, seem to forget during the draft that they will be making trades during the season. And, and, and too, I don't know why that, I don't know why they overthink it here. They forget too that you're going to get some value from that spot. Whereas even if it's a roto league, you're going to replace those games with Johnny off the waiver wire. Um, yeah, I guess so the point games of Kyrie Irving and and then you know the rest of them with a, an average player. Or do you want uh, a, a you know 80, a 78, 80 games of of Zach Levine? And the point Meh. the point for me isn't isn't that you're not going to get a great player. It's which great player do you take with the mix of am I going to get seventy five games and or am I going to get sixty games and how good are those sixty or seventy five games going to be? For me, Kyrie Irving doesn't slip past like pick fifteen. Like I just think he's a top fifteen player. Um, in the me in the me only draft, but again in that you know eight nine ten range, I'm also kind of looking through going. Do I want Kyrie Irving or do I want Kawhi Leonard or do I want Joel Embiid or do I want LeBron or do I want? And some of that's a little hard for me to figure out. And I think I've got it pretty nailed down. And I think in a later podcast we'll talk a lot about um, what what the first round looks like and what the second round looks like. And then, you know, after that, it gets really fungible, right? Like, I think you can pretty much nail down the guys you want in the first and second round. After that, you're picking a lot on value. And especially in snake drafts, like, you know, each one's a little different because, you know, somebody might really love the guy who's a fourth or fifth round pick and take him in the third. Well, then obviously you can't get him in the fourth or fifth. So uh, things change a lot. But those first two rounds, I feel like, are pretty rock solid. I think the first two rounds uh, are, are, are pretty straightforward for the most part. There's some tiers, and then you know I'm going to be releasing my tiers on Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes. And uh, third round is starting. It gets a little funky, but the fourth round, I'm seeing people take wild ass swings in the fourth round and avoiding 
all these players that are top 50, and these top 50 players are falling into the sixth, even the seventh round, and it's, it's just absolutely it's absolutely insane. But we're gonna go over that. Oh no, I love that. Future project. Don't call. Yeah, I love it too. I love That's that. great. I love that in my That's... leagues. I'm going yes. Uh, yeah, I got I got uh, Kyle Lowry at pick 60 the other day, and I'm just going That's like crazy. That's this crazy. is a I great saw... this is a great day. I saw Brooke Lopez go in the uh, seventh round in a draft not too long ago. And the crazy part is, if it was on Yahoo, he's ranked like pick thirty-seven, right? So like, people were actively passing him up if that draft was on Yahoo. Like he was at the top of the queue, and they were like, "No, I'm good. No, I'm good. No, I'm good." <laughs> That's a lot of I'm goods. Um, yeah, uh, Kyrie Irving definitely a top of the second round player. I might take Bradley Beal over him. I uh, I think the the I think the number one question here is like Kimba Walker or Kyrie Irving. I, I think I take Kyrie Irving because I just think he's he's gonna get you more games or he's not gonna get you more he might not get you more games but he's gonna get you more quality games and since I um I I, I played a roto a lot of roto leagues as as people might know and um I would rather have quality starts actually I think I might rather have quality starts in both head to head and um I see the value of like you know having a solid playoff guy who's not gonna get injured or sit out but uh. Quality starts mean a lot, lot more to me than a guy who's going to play 80 games. So, you know, even just one tier down 80 games out of somebody, uh, it's important in the playoffs, but you can go get that guy before the playoffs starts. Here's, a sneak, here's a sneak tip question I'll ask you um, that our listeners will probably love to hear. Um, you're at the turn in a regular snake draft. You can have any two people excluding the top seven players, any combination, right? You can have any combination um, from eight to whatever that works out to be at a 12-team league. Um, what two guys are you going for? You can have any combo. For whatever reason, they're, they're all available, and then the guy you really want in the second round slips down to you. Um, so obviously, like, you can't say Joel Embiid and LeBron because, like, both those guys are going to probably go in the first round. Like, but but – Relatively speaking, like you get one one kind of first round guy, one kind of second round guy there. Yeah, that's oh, that's I mean, that's a great that's a great question because it's like if I'm in a roto league, I think I'm doing Bradley Beal, and I'm doing um, Joel and Bead. But on if I'm doing a head to head league, I actually still think I'm going Joel and Bead, and I might go and Bead Drummond and just get weird with it. Uh, or I could, LeBron. Oh, I like Simmons. that. Oh. LeBron Ben Simmons isn't crazy. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm a big fan. That's of not that. crazy in a head-to-head league. Um, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving in a in a roto league is kind of fun because you're you got your guards taken care of. There are a lot of big men later in this draft. So to solidify like, your like guards that. like that, that's a pretty good combo as I, well. I like that pairing too. Um, I'll mention a guy that that I'm still looking at and kind of that turn range, and that's Paul George. I just think he was so good last year, and I understand he might be a little banged up, but I think he might be a little healthier than than some people think. I don't think he's going to miss a ton of regular season games, um, and even if they rest him a little bit, I'm okay with that. Um, Bradley Beal, Kawhi in a roto league. That's that sounds nice. That's that's interesting, right? So there's a lot of like really well, fun combos Paul there, and that's something I think we'll talk about a lot, but. I'm I'm super into some of those combos and and getting the right combo right like getting that uh, Joel Embiid Ben Simmons man I get I'd get super hyped for that. 
Like that seems like a really good a good combo. Even though the Bucks on six, it's like I don't care. Drummond and Simmons. I picked Drummond and Simmons at twelve and thirteen in the league, head to head league, and I was I was pumped about that. So yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna have I a lot of I got fun. We actually might have to do multiple like multiple turn. Uh, who do I draft podcast? Because we got a top seven that we're almost certain of, but everything else is kind of a crapshoot after that. So I'm, I think we'll just do like a couple episodes where it's like, all right, this is my favorite turn. The, my, one of my favorite turn picks. We'll do a second favorite turn pick and we'll just keep going from there, acting like we're picking like the 10th pick each time or something like that. I think that's what we'll do. Uh, as you guys may have noticed, we stopped talking about the Brooklyn Nets because what is there? Is there anything more to talk about with the Brooklyn Nets, Tyler? Oh yeah, come on, Michael. There's there's more to talk about here. All right, I um, thought we could get away with it. All right, who who is the next guy you're drafting from the Brooklyn Nets after Kyrie Irving? Uh, so this gets gets a little weird, right? It gets a little a little funky in this in this house in the sense because that there's a it was there's it was a lot of guys. At one point. Right, it was Jared Allen, and like, it still it was, might be Jared Allen, yeah. but. The, they signed DeAndre Jordan now, and so what's the minute split between those two? Because I don't think you can play those two players together. Um, I'll say this about Jared Allen. I think even if they split it 24 apiece, Jared Allen's still a top 75 player. Is that crazy? 24 minutes for Jared Allen. Gets him in the top 100. I'm not sure it gets him in the top 75. But oh, our, our man, crazy, Mark, right? Mark Roberts. In the in the in his rankings, he, he projected about twenty six minutes, and he comes out as the sixty eighth ranked player. So he doesn't need that many minutes to be really good. And there's still some guys in that range that I'm like, I think I'd rather have Jared Allen than someone like Terry Rozier, who I think is going to be absolutely terrible in the percentages and absolutely kill you. Um, that's one place Jared Allen's really good, right? Is he's going to shoot pretty good percentages. He's a good rebounder, especially per minute. Um, I think. And this is my personal opinion, and I don't have a ton to to back this up. I think it's going to be more like a twenty-eight and twenty, and I think Jared Allen's going to take that twenty-eight. And so yeah, I think Jared I think Allen so. is is super underrated because I think people are super worried that Jordan's going to like siphon off all these minutes, and I just think that it's going to be Jared Allen. Like he's young, he's really good. He showed them that he can block a lot of shots. And how many highlight reel blocks did he have? Right, like he blocked LeBron at the rim. He blocked a lot of like the really you know great players at the rim. Um, so he blocked on one and a half shots a game in 26 minutes. I think that number might even go up this year. He could get you, and literally, if he plays 28 minutes, he could get you pretty close to nine rebounds, like 1.6 blocks, and like 12 points on really Jared good percentage. Allen is- Jared Allen is currently ranked 91st overall in Yahoo's current rankings. Um, I I would agree that Jared Allen is like a, a really super solid pick to take late in in drafts. Who, if the minutes swing right or something happens with DeAndre Jordan, then um, everything breaks right for him. Then you're gonna that be pick, real, you're gonna be real pleased. You're gonna be real pleased I- with him. I don't see a lot of downside in that pick. Like if you if I can actually yeah. get him at that number of 90, like there's no there's no down. I think there's only upside in that pick, right? Cuz like this, he's not going to go down to like 20 minutes, I don't think. Like I think it's it, at worst it's an even split between those two. At worst. This goes back to my whole um hey, there's a lot of big guys late in drafts is that, you know, while you know getting an elite big is a good idea, 
Um, I think you're going to see a lot of the guys like, uh, and that's why we we're kind of down. If you listen to our uh, uh, upcoming or perhaps previous Yahoo ranks podcast, depending on when I put this out, um, that we kind of trashed on some of those uh, high ranking centers that don't hit threes or are or, 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 or just kind of like scores with, with good rebounds because while they're better, a lot better than guys like Jared Allen, uh, you're getting like 70% of that with a ton of guys late in draft, like Donna Sabonis exists. Um, all, you know, I, I'm not worried about locking down my center spot because of guys like Jared Allen, uh, of, Guys like Wendell Carter Jr., uh, there's uh, Marvin Bagley's way down the list. Even DeAndre Jordan is someone who's just going to be like, here's some good rebounds for you. Enos Cantor, Hassan Whiteside's hanging out down there. So, like, I feel like there's a big glut in the I don't hit three-pointers big man. So I don't – I actually don't know how valuable I would make Rudy Gobert and – um and Clint Capella, even though they are like outstanding versions of those players. Yeah, fact, and I think I think I talked about this a little bit the you know, a little bit ago. This like the point guards are not there, and the centers are late. So drafting a center super high can get a little hairy because you're kind of loading up on big man stats then, which in a head to head league is is okay. But even still, it's not a not a great strategy because. You're gonna have a really hard time, even you know, scraping any wins and assists and and things like that, steals maybe depending on what big men you got. So, yeah, that's problematic. So I, I'm definitely going a little bit heavier on the guards early because I think they drive a little faster. Plus, I just love having point guards. Like if you've if you've ever seen a team of mine with in a league that you're not in, Michael, like there's a lot of usually point guards because those are guys handling the ball and getting the stats. I think and. And I like that. So, I actually think there's a lot of uh, decent guards and being overlooked in the second and third rounds uh, that used to not be overlooked uh, that are getting replaced by, you know, guys like Mitchell Robinson, uh, Jonathan because, Collins. Because I think, you know, and, and there's a few guards that are in this situation too. Like we get so hyped on these young guys and, we saw it last year with Donovan Mitchell, and he was kind of one of the very few. And maybe Devin Booker was too, but Devin Booker was actually really good and then got hurt. But um, I think people just think, oh, this guy could be so good. He could be a top 20 player. I'm going to rank him at 20. Yeah, but he could be. You said it yourself. Like some of these other guys are top 20 don't players rank, already. Don't rank him at his ceiling. Don't rank anybody at their ceiling for the most part. Like, I mean, obviously somebody has to be ranked number one, but. Other than that, you don't rank anyone oh. as their ceiling. There's quite a few. There's only three players. We've talked about that in the press. But uh, let's go Let's go back to the next guy I drafted on this team, and that's actually Karis LeVert. There's a lot of hype around Karis LeVert this season. I've seen Karis LeVert being picked, um, I'd say, fairly early, and I'm not sure I'm going to have him on any of my teams. Um, I'm even picked in, like, the eighth round. Kind of like when when things start going to kind of like crazy at the end of the drafts, like 80-85 is when things completely just fall apart and disappear. Like anything can happen after 85. And Karis LeVert's getting picked like right in that range. And I'm kind of okay with it, but also I think that's to me is, is, is 
I'm not mad at you, but the the price is too high for me. I think it's primarily based on that super hot start he had last year in his first 12 games. He averaged 20.3 points, 4.4 rebounds, 4 assists, 1.4 steals, 0.4 blocks. Uh, shot 48% from the field, 73% from the free throw line. Made 1.6 three pointers. Like I think people remember got, that, and they hurt. were super hyped. Yeah, they were super hyped on it, and. There was one issue with the number I read there, and it was the 48% from the field. He's never shown that he can shoot like that. He had a really hot run, and, and good for him. Like, that's a real thing. I think the scoring does go up a little bit just because the minutes go up, right? Like, he's probably not going to play 26 minutes a game this year again. A lot of that was because he got hurt. I plays closer to 30. But I still think he's like a 15 point and a little bit over four rebounds and a little bit over four assists and like 1.2 steals and like half a block, which is good. But I don't think it's exceptional in any way um i'm actually fine taking him a little bit inside the top 100 i think he's a top 100 player but i don't i'm not super jazzed on him being a top 75 player yeah he's like uh like an early career bradley beal but can't shoot wow that's a that's a lot that's a lot to unpack there i'm not sure i i can wrap my head uh, around all that yeah He's like he does a little bit of everything, but none of it's good enough to be above average. But here it is: like he's very young, he's getting four rebounds and four assists, perhaps, uh, and a steal. Okay, every year, if that gets better over time, year after year, just like it did with Bradley Beal, then you're gonna see a guy who can be in the top 100, top 75. Um, even maybe even top fifty, but what's going to have to improve is the the few, uh, the percentages. And made this case. I don't. I don't other, think those percentages are going to improve. And the end is correct. I made this case to someone the other day, and I don't think they liked it. But what's really the difference between Karis Levert and what Dennis Schroeder was last year, and what Dennis Schroeder is probably going to be this year as the sixth man on the Thunder? Like. Sure, Lavert's going to get you maybe a little bit more steals. Like Schroeder's going to be at like one, and Lavert's going to be at like one point two, and Lavert's going to block like half a shot. But Schroeder's going to get you an extra half an assist, and the rebounds are going to be relatively the same. And they're both going to score like fifteen, sixteen points a game, and they're both going to shoot. Uh, well, Schroeder's actually going to make his free throws. Lavert, I'm not sure, but they're both going to shoot not great from the field. Like. I think it just goes to show you how some guys get hyped and other guys don't. And Schroeder's not that old either. I mean, Schroeder's like 25, and so is Karis LeVert. So I, I just think it's weird how we sometimes can't figure out that some of these players are the same and just some of them get hyped more than others. Actually, let me read you a stat line. This is from two seasons ago. So, you know, we'll throw a little asterisk next to that one. Um, 13 points, 1.7 threes, 3.8 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 1.5 steals, 0.7 blocks, 42% from the field, 79% from the line, two and a half turnovers. Would you rather have that line or Karis LeVert next year? I'd say it's, it's actually fairly close. If not, I'd rather have that line. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty even. Sure. Okay, that that line is from Kent Bazemore from two seasons ago. And like, I don't get the huge hype on on Schroeder or not Schroeder on Levert. Um, yeah. He's he's being he's, overhyped. Top one hundred player, maybe. He's fine, and and 
I guess the thing is they everyone assumes he's going to get more minutes, and maybe people think he's going to sh- do that 12-game sample I read, but I think there was just a lot of hot shooting in that. And, yeah, so I mean, I'm fine picking Levert into, like, just inside the top 100, like I mentioned, but I'm not, like, I'm not actively targeting him. Like, I'm not going, like, you know, I'm not making my draft strategy around I'm picking Karis Levert at pick 95. Like, I no, I don't, if I get him, cool, if not. They're in the they're in the mid nineties. I'm gonna be like, well, let's see who else is on the board. If he's there, hey, that's a swing I could take. And I'm all in favor of taking one or two swings. Uh, I've uh, got in, in I've got the plateaus, but there might be other swings other, that I like better. I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna own him in any leagues because I've got some guys ranked in the hundreds and in the one twenties and thirties on Yahoo or even on ESPN that I'm like I'd much rather have than Karis Levert. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about some of those players at a later date. I, I, I doubt I'll get him. Maybe I'll get him in a few auction leagues. Um, unless it's a it's a group of people who I'd say the people who are reading the sleeper lists and, and listening to the uh, the podcasts out there, they're gonna be on Karis Levert as uh, as a hot little pick. I think that the casual fans could be like, I don't I've never heard of that person in my entire life. So um, really good to get it if you can get him on the cheap, I think. But uh, other than that no, thank you. Uh, is there anyone else on Brooklyn that you would consider draftable in a in a standard league? DeAndre Jordan? Yeah, I draft DeAndre Jordan. I think you know, even if in limited minutes he's going to get you a barrel load of rebounds. Like he played twenty five minutes a game last year for the Knicks and got eleven point four rebounds. Yeah, I mean that's so. Even if even if I said, you know, 28 and 20, right? Like he loses five minutes of that 25, loses a fifth of that production. You're still talking about nine rebounds. <laughs> like that's a, a lot, right? And, um, and, and so, and he, the free throws were 77 with the Knicks. Like he kept getting better last year. He shot over 70 for the year. Um, so that's something to monitor. Maybe he doesn't kill you in that category. He always shoots incredibly well from the field. So that's another guy. And if you think the minutes are going to be split or maybe even go in Jordan's favor, like if they go in Jordan's favor and it's like 28 to 20 in his favor, isn't that like a top 75 player? Maybe even top 50 player. Like he's got the upside to be in the top 50 if he's playing like 30 minutes a game. I mean, we saw that just last year when he was grabbing 13.7 rebounds and getting you two assists and 0.7 steals and a block and 11 points for the Mavericks. So, um, yeah, don't sleep on DeAndre Jordan. And that's a swing you can take and, and feel all right with. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is another fairly interesting guy, right? Like he, we've seen him. He averaged 6.6 assists for Brooklyn in 28 minutes. Uh, not last season, but the season before. Last year it was 4.6, like, but he scored 16 points last year. Um, so you're going to get some some good stats there. You're going to get a few rebounds. You're going to get some good assists. You're going to get some okay points. Um, percentages probably won't kill you. They're actually probably going to be fairly good for a guard. He, he shoots threes. Um, so Spencer Dayway is another guy, like, you know, last couple picks in your draft is – is fine. He doesn't have a ton of upside because he's not going to play a ton of minutes, but especially in a deeper league, like if I'm picking him at pick 110, I'm pretty all right with that. I think, you know, Spencer Dimwitty is definitely fine. If it, if it fits your bill, Joe Harris is fine. He's going to hit some threes. He's going to have good percentages. Um, you know, The thing I don't like about Joe Harris is there's just no defensive stats, which is, yeah. which is frustrating. There's nothing else coming. But, 
That's what I'm um, saying. Like none of these guys, I'm like, oh boy, I can't wait to like I want to take a swing. Like Karis LeVert, even him, I'm a little questionable, and that's the one I'm taking a swing with. Like DeAndre Jordan, we know who he is, and like if you need those rebounds, go get him. But Spencer Dinwiddie, okay, if I need the assists, Joe Harris, eh, I'm not really that interested. Uh, Terry and Waller, Prince, uh, I don't know. Put an eye on him, I guess. Yeah, he's he's probably more of a streamer guy for me, Prince, and, and even Joe Harris. Like, if I'm gonna take a, a swing on somebody that's Joe Harris, I'll take it on Seth Curry, just because Curry can do similar things with the threes and the points if he's playing, you know, about enough minutes and. Seth Curry also get you probably a steal game, and Jill Harris can't do that. So, um, yeah, if I'm going to pick a three specialist, like give me Seth Curry because at least he can get a steal. JJ Redick. JJ Redick. JJ Redick keeps falling down there in the hundreds. Like yes. if it's Joe Harris yes. or JJ Redick, like give me JJ Redick. Like JJ Redick is a better player than Joe Harris all around. Great call on JJ Redick. Yeah, he just keeps disappearing in drafts, and I'm like, what? What the hell's going on here? Um. I think that's it for our Brooklyn. Uh, you got a, a basically a bonus pot out of this one, the Brooklyn uh, preview and some uh, some draft prep uh, for your drafts. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. And me at Watch the Boxes. If you want to join the Listener League, guys, they are open. Patreon.com slash Watching the Boxes. Go check that out. Hit us up on Twitter for feedback, questions, on your fantasy teams leading up to the season. And um, most importantly, we'll see you next time. And have a great, wonderful rest of your day.